Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, and welcome to episode 179 of Dude and a Monkey. My name is Ian Loring, and as always, I am joined by... Matt Foster, hello everybody. Yes, and uh, we we uh, do indeed, I do have a double review for you, as, as Mark was uh, quite eloquently saying last week. Uh, we're going to be reviewing um, Swiss Army Man, uh, the Daniel Radcliffe farting corpse film. And uh, uh, something else, Deepwater Horizon, um, which is uh, Peter Berg's uh, fiction, fictional retelling of the real life thing. Not too sure John Malkovich's real life character had that accent, but so it was somewhat fictionalised at least. We shall get into it. Uh, we'll also talk trailers, uh, what else we watched and uh, other bits and bobs. And um, I might be sounding a bit fucked today. Um but yeah, I did the I did the Cardiff half marathon today, and I'm not sure my legs are ever going to work again. <laughs> you got the deep burn right now, then. Yeah, man. Yeah, um, I did it in two hours eighteen, which I'm not super thrilled with. Um, I wanted to do it in less than two hours fifteen, but it's really far. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. The guy, the guy who like came first, did it in like an hour and something seconds, and it's just no, no, no. That's silly. That's really silly. It, yeah, but he, he does do it for a uh, a, a living. I'm sure, so. he, I'm sure he must do. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's really far. But what can I say? Like it's. It takes ages. Sorry, I just I don't even have the fucking words. Like, and I mean, I um, I didn't pace myself very well. I caned the first 10k, and if I did it at that pace, I would have done the whole thing in two hours six. So I went slower in the second half, and I I stopped to walk a few times. Whenever there was a hill, I was just like, I'm not fucking doing that. Nah. <laughs> so I just started walking up and. And, um, you know, there was like 7,000 something or other, uh, no, how many was it, like, guys doing it? There was an app that I used. Um, It was pretty crazy, the fucking app that, like, that that they used, where you could just, like, track people in real time, and it auto-posted my fucking updates to Twitter and stuff, which was kind of crazy. Yeah, so... Yeah, it did. Yeah, so out out of uh, my gender, uh, there was 9,225 guys, and I came 7,076. So I was like 2,000 above, like, the the slowest guy. So I'll take that. And I was 10,463rd out of 16,901 in total. So... I'm, I'm, you know, I'm okay with that. I'm not, I'm not super fit anyway. I mean, I run quite a lot, but I also drink quite a lot of ale, um, so it does, it does counteract it. But I'll be honest. Levels it out. Yeah, I'm gonna do it again next year, assuming nothing tragic happens to me. But I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> you wouldn't recommend people do it, but you've kind of been bit by the bug, or you, you, you want to better this year. I, I want to do it in less than two fifteen. Like, I really want to do it in less than 2.15. I think 
if I trained better, if I ate and drank better closer to the time. Like, I, I, I mean, since, like, a week last Wednesday, I've had, what, two cans of beer? So, like, I've, I've, I've kept it pretty... A, a week last Monday, even, when I got back off holiday. So I've kept it pretty chill. Um, but I, I think I could probably be better than that. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. But it was a not, it was a lovely day out. Um, like it was a really, really nice day. Um, like pretty much cloudless all the way, which was, which was great. And I don't know, the organization of it was brilliant. And I got a t-shirt and a actually quite hefty medal. So, um, you know, that was fun, but I'm fucking like, it is far it's just it, i don't know it, it it just i don't know it, it like i i don't know like when i saw the fucking finish line i fucking pegged it it was funny because you turn a corner and the finish is maybe about a minute minute and a half of running in front of you and you just see people fucking sprinting and, and yeah. it's just like well i've been slow up to now but here's the fucking finish let's see if i can shave 10 seconds off my shit time that was how I was thinking. So, um, you know, but hey, anyway, um, yeah, raised, uh, raised 200 quid. Thank you. And thank you, including Mark, to those who donated. And um, yeah, we move on. I've got a can of punk IPA in front of me and another can unopened. And I've got another two in the fridge and two other beers. So I'm going to get quite pissed tonight, but I don't care. <laughs> good, good. And four four weeks time from now, I'm going to be hungover to shit as well. Carpenter. Yes. Oh my yes, god. Yes, we are. <laughs> we and, are going to be crazy hungover. And, yeah, and I suppose we should say actually, if if anybody listening is going to the Carpenter gig, then um, you know, hit us up. Um, Absolutely, yeah. Because Jesus Christ, we're going to be doing some drinking beforehand. So um, yeah, there, there's that as well. Um. Uh, Mark, have you got any um, anything to uh, chat about this week? How are you finding FIFA? Uh, I, I can do a bit of FIFA chat if you want. <laughs> yep, yep, do it. Uh, yes, I, I got I, I got FIFA. I had what can only be described as as an, a terrible day Thursday. So I was contemplating not buying FIFA uh, on Thursday just because I thought, you know what. This day has been a catalogue of, of bad things have happened, so I, I, I might not buy it just just in case I put it in my PS4 and my PS4 explodes or something like that. But I bought it in the end um, and put it in, and I, I eventually got to actually sort of put it in and, and start loading it up at about kind of about maybe ten o'clock at night. Um, so I put it into the actual the machine, um, and eventually I started playing my first game at around about ten past eleven. So <laughs> that was a little a little irritating, right, but you kind right. of was it installing or something. Yeah, it was installing. There was about a gig and a half worth of updates, uh, which which was which was crazy because then once you actually got into the game, you still had to update the squad list, which was weird. Um, you know that's. It, but anyway, but I've got on with it, and I decided what I'd do is um, I'd do the journey straight away, get get that done, so I can play that, see what that's like, uh, and then move on to my usual career mode that I go into from from there. So I've started playing the journey, um, and you know the, the the thing is, I didn't realise that you had to. I I just stupidly 
Um, but I still maintain partially sensibly um, assumed that the squads will be updated as part of the massive update um, that it had to load before it actually worked. Uh, and then once I started the um, the uh, the journey thing and was sat and thought, why is Mario Balotelli sat on the bench with me at Liverpool? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, the thing is, it, it's strange because it, it's quite difficult to get into the sort of how how, the, how different the game is um, because. I'm playing the journey bit, so I'm not actually fully playing the game yet. Although I am playing as the whole team rather than just what is it. I tried playing just as as the one player, but it drives me mad and I don't end up enjoying it. So I thought I'll play as the whole team. Um, but it's quite hard to get into it. I don't like the new corner thing, which is the little spinny yellow fucking thing. It, it's a little bit like, you know what? We've moved away from that, so why don't you bin that? Um, it's weird the fact that the game, for instance, I like... You were saying with the journey, um, you go on loan. So I, I, I went on loan and I went to Newcastle. Um, but it's strange the fact that within the game, it, it, it does strange things. Like, for instance, before I went on loan to Newcastle when I was at Liverpool, it was playing a midfield at Liverpool of um, one of the, the fake players that it brings into the game so that you can have interactions with that players as Alex Hunter, which is clever and I, I accept that. But it also has Kevin Stewart and Lucas as the central midfielders rather than like Wijnaldum or Chan or Henderson or Lallana or any of the other players that are, no offence to Kevin Stewart, but better than Kevin Stewart, which is quite strange. It's also quite strange that, that Harry Kane immediately leaves first <laughs> in the game, which is, which is weird. I don't know how that went down with Spurs. So anyway, so, so I went on to it, yeah, it, it's just like Harry. It, it's not like if you play as a different team, you get a different player getting transferred in, is it? It's Harry Kane. Like it's Harry Kane. I'd yeah. be intrigued to see if you played as Hull. If he's yeah. like, "Oh well, yeah, I'm really excited to be here," and it's like, "No, no, you're not. You're not. <laughs> you're not. You're not. Something's happened, Harry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> something's happened. You failed a drugs test, haven't you, Harry? That's why you're here. Yeah, quite. Um, something like that. Um, yeah, it would be quite. Or, or what happens if he Spurs? <laughs> yeah, what the hell does happen if you Spurs? I reckon if you Spurs, he transfers in somewhere like Anthony Martial or something like that. Oh man, but yeah, that that is that that did me. But so I, I'm enjoying it. Um, the the interaction thing's cool. I think there should be a little bit more of it. I'm now back at Liverpool after my uh, loan spell at Newcastle, um, and I, I'm back there. Uh, and I've just got my first sponsorship deal, uh, so I got, I've got I've got my own sponsored boots now and everything like that. Um, but few sort of little glitches are the, let's like say the fact that it, it doesn't seem to ever want to play the best players on the team that you're playing for. Uh, and the other bit is, if I was playing for Newcastle and I was at home at St James's Park and the opposing team's kit clashed with mine, they didn't play in their away kit. So, for instance, I played West Brom in the Cup at St. James's Park and it was playing for Newcastle in black and white stripes against West Brom in blue and white stripes. Oh, that's a little bit schoolboy. And I thought, that must be a little bit of a, just a glitch on this. No, it happened three times. Wow. And let me tell you, it is fucking difficult <laughs> to yeah. try and pick out 
your own players when they're when you've got a clash of kits. And I just thought that's that's really that's really soft to not pick that up. You know, it's and there's a few little kind of little bits like that, like the um the changing of players. So usually there's a button where you change players to go from no, I don't want it to be that player. I don't want to be controlling that player, I want to be controlling that player. And you, you click a button to click across. It, that that's a little bit flawed uh, because it doesn't automatically change to the player that is nearest to where the ball's direction is. It'll just change to a different random player. Like almost it's got you've got to scroll through to get back to the player, and by the time it's done that, that player's gone. And a few times I've been sort of through on goal and got it square it to a player running in and gone to select that player, and it's selected the player behind him, and it and that player's just run straight past the ball, and then the defender's got the ball, and you go in. Hang on a minute. Why? Uh, it could just be me getting used to it because knowing in FIFA 16, and I just squared it, pressed that button, bang, go, done. So there's there's that. Um, the the new penalties where the, the, the penalties are taken is virtually unfucking usable. Uh, so I need to spend a good kind of hour getting used to how that works because it used to be you'd set up your direction with your left thing and then you'd run you'd, you'd run towards and you press to shoot. Now. You set up your direction with your right stick, and then as soon as you hit the left stick, he starts running, and you've kind of got to shoot and then aim from there. But it's 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 unbelievably sensitive, so it's it's going to take a, a while to get used to, I think, on that. But other than that, uh, I'm I'm liking it. Uh, I think the journey thing is, is interesting. It, it is really intriguing. It does kind of keep your attention. It does make you want to go. Do you know what? I want to see where this is going. I want to go. To, I want to get to the next kind of cutscene to see where I am with this. Yeah. So I do. I do like that system uh, of it. I do think it's 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 engaging and it's interesting. Um, but I'm hoping that it pays off towards the end. I hope I don't get to the end of it and go, it, it, is that it? Yeah, yeah. Have I just done all that for this? And I have a feeling that's going to happen. Because the only way it cannot be that is if you get, like, ten seasons and a career out of this kid, whereas you don't. I am guessing you're getting the first part of his career and the first season or season two seasons or whatever. And then next year you'll get a continuation of the Alex Hunter story. And that's how it'll work. Mm. And if it is, it's a little bit like, Ooh, I get it. You, essentially you go in, look, there's a game within a game here. And that's pretty cool. Mm. But will they then lose focus on the actual game? Because the little kind of mistake they've made already made me feel a little bit like maybe they've they've lost focus. And if you were spending a little bit more time kind of playing the game and making sure that these these little errors that are there, uh, these little faults that are there, weren't there, rather than spending all of your fucking time promoting it and sending out copies to footballers and going, look, look, it's new FIFA, it's new FIFA, it's new FIFA. It's... You know, 29th of September is when that game came out. The transfer window was closed for like 28 days. You should have fucking sorted that shit out. As a minimum. As an absolute minimum. So, it's good, but it does feel a little bit like... It's it's not been as polished as FIFA usually is when it first comes out. I don't know, give it a... Like... Um... 
give it next year's when they've had time to refine it or something, and then we'll see what well, happens. So. Usually, usually with these things, to be honest, uh, EA, they, if, if enough gets reported, usually they're pretty quick to go, oh, fuck, and the next update, it'll probably be changed. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and they, they, they usually put a throttle. Usually, I mean, I think last year after FIFA 16 came out, there was an update about a week later that, uh, that kicked out some of the faults that were in that, so... So yeah, so I, I'm interested to see. I have a feeling I'll probably have, have got through um, the uh, Alex Hunter story by the by next week. So nice work. Well, probably report back then. Then okay, cool. Yes. Um, so cool. We, we we are a film show, but we always like we, we always kind of do a little tangenty stuff at the start. I suppose these days. So anyway, um, right trailers. Uh, have you seen anything this week, Mark? I've seen a couple. Uh, yeah, uh, the trailer for Patterson, the Adam Driver Jim Jamish film. Um, looks interesting. Looks like one of Jim Jamish's kind of more easily watchable films. I'm liking the tone. Like, it, the, yeah, watchable. It looks very laid back. Mm. Yeah, it, it looks like one of those where it, it's it's him kind of stripping stuff down, and rather than going, it, it doesn't look like a film that's going to take you off centre straight away, mm. or even at all. It is just more. He's more of one of his character pieces rather than one of his sort of weird bits. You're not going to have Iggy Pop isn't going to jump out of a doorway in a fucking dress and start singing or anything like that. It's going to be a little bit more, I can say, a little more relatable and more accessible. So I'm very interested in that. Um, You know, Kylo Ren aside, I think Adam Driver is, you know, he's pretty spot on um, most of the time. Uh, to be honest, he's he's a, a game. He's quite an engaging presence to be around. He, he makes you want to go. Do you know what? I, I want to watch that movie because that guy is pretty fucking good. So yeah, that uh, personal shopper, the Kristen Stewart movie that I think it won, it won Bash Director at Cannes, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll, it's one of those. I'll definitely watch it, but I can't say I'm, I'm really busting a fucking gut to track it down and find it. Did you ever? Did you ever see Clouds of Sils Maria? I've still not seen it. No. Oh, but I, 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 yeah, like. What? Yeah, do watch that at some point. I think it might be on Netflix because that that has me excited for Personal Shopper. Right. Well, I'll, I'll watch that this week and report back. Doggy okay, um, Dog, Dog uh, the new Paul Schrader movie uh, with yeah. Nick Cage and uh, Willem Dafoe. Uh, looks looks a lot of fun. Um, it looks it, well. It looks a little bit like Cage is in his um, bad lieutenant kind of vibe. Uh, so I'm very much up for that. Uh, you know, it'll it'll be on VOD um, within the next few months, I'd expect. I think it comes out in November. I think it comes out on VOD. Yeah, well, cool. Get it watched by the end of the year. That's nice. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it's quite amusing the fact that um, in the uh, the trailer. It actually states um, from the mind uh, that brought you, and then lists uh, a lot of Paul Schrader movies, so things like uh, Taxi Driver and um, Raging Bull, Rolling Thunder, and things like that. And it's like, uh, yeah, it, it doesn't mention anything made after 1980, yeah. and so it's a little bit like a bit selective with that, aren't you? There, um, but also as well. It, I can remember it doesn't actually mention a single one that he's actually directed it's just all ones that he wrote and the weird thing is he didn't write this <laughs> oh bloody hell so yeah right i i i, I think i 
if I just check out his rating credit, it mentions Taxi Driver. It mentions Rolling Thunder. It mentions American Gigolo, uh, Raging Bull, and uh, I think it mentions um, Obsession, I think. But it definitely, no, sorry, Last Temptation of Christ it is. So it doesn't mention a single thing after 88 from there. But it doesn't mention a single film that he directed as From the Mind of, and he didn't fucking write Dog Eat Dog. So it's a little bit like, but hang on a minute. (laughs) And you kind of get the idea that that was Paul, because you get the idea that that was Paul Schrader's idea to put that in. Because Paul Schrader is a, do you know what, he's written some amazing films. Um, And he's an interesting guy. If you listen to him, you know, he is very interesting to listen to, talk about film, etc. But he does have a very strong ego on him. (laughs) And so you get the feeling that he's gone, I want you to put these movies that I did, and they've gone, okay, and I want you to put something like from the mind, the visionary mind of, and someone's gone, you're not really visionary, Paul. <laughs> well, could you put from the mind of? Yes. And they've gone, as left the room, just turned and gone, ah, you do realise that he didn't actually direct any of those. And they've gone, just, just, just put it in. Nobody gives a shit. All people are going to be looking at is fucking Willem Dafoe running around that shirt on looking crazy. And, and to be honest, that is what most people will be looking at. It, it does look like a lot of fun, this movie. <laughs> yeah, man, all over it. But yeah, it should uh, be a laugh. Yeah, uh, and beyond that, the, I, I'm almost to the point now with Doctor Strange where whenever I see a trailer for it, I'm kind of looking at my feet going, oh, I don't want to see any more of this, I don't want to see any more of this, don't want to see any more of this. The more and more I watch this trailer, the more and more I go... I'm really worried about this movie. Yeah, oh, I don't know. It's, I mean, it's out in like three weeks, so we'll, we'll, we'll see. Um, yeah, I've got, I don't know. I've got a feeling like obviously it's uh, Carpenter weekend, and we're gonna actually record the review like with Noel like face to face, and mm. I've got a feeling that might. I, I don't know. I can see differing opinions coming. I, 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 I don't know. It fit. I, I, I just, I kind of feel like if I like it, I'm gonna love it. But if you don't get on board, I think you're really not going to have a good time with it. It looks yeah. like it looks like a very particular, slightly, I, I don't know, weirdly culty, but still trying to be mainstream thing that they're going for. And if they pull that off, then it could be really interesting. But like Christ, whether they'll pull it off or not, who knows? I mean, I'll, I'll, like it opens on a Tuesday in the UK. I'll I'll be there on the Tuesday evening, ready for a Marvel film, and we'll just see how it goes. Yeah, that that's it. Come back to his voice, worries me. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Because it, it it sounds like the most generic accent. Like he's turned up on the day, and they've gone, you know, he's got the American. He's gone, oh no. Well, how does this sound? They've gone. Do you know what? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. No one gives a shit about your voice anyway. Just as long as you don't sound British. Yeah. As long as you don't sound like you. No one gives a fuck. Yeah. Have you heard Idris? <laughs> yeah, quite. So yeah, beyond that, yeah, that, that was that was all I saw. I think I think there's anything else that I saw in the cinema. I think it's just the same stuff over and over again now. Yeah, pretty it's much. It's just Doctor Strange and Jack Reacher. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll add uh, the true memoirs of an international assassin because Kevin James Netflix film. How can I not watch the trailer for that? Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'll end up watching it because it's going to be 4K on Netflix, probably HDR as well. So. I'll watch it, 
because I'm a fucking idiot and it's going to be shit. Yeah. Yeah, it is. But, yeah, we'll, we'll end up covering it on the podcast because we're both about to watch it the week you, you it comes know, out. You know we're both going to watch it. You know we yeah. are. That's, that's the fucking depressing thing about it. But, yeah, there you go. Yeah, oh, the other the other thing I watched was the um, Before the Flood um, documentary, the Leonardo DiCaprio oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. documentary um, with Fisher Stevens. Uh, looks looks really good. Looks really interesting. Um, to be honest, uh, I'll, I'll, I was watching it going, I really hope this plays at a cinema near me because I will go happily go and watch this at a cinema. So I really hope that, and I would think City Screen, will, um, the local picture house, will pick it up and it'll play on there. But I was looking at it thinking that I'd, I'd like to see this on a what is it uh, on a big screen because it, it it just there is a cinematic element to it. Um, so I'll, I'll happily watch that. And also, it did have one of one of the great sort of memes that's been doing the rounds of the picture of uh, still of it of um, Barack Obama and Leonardo oh, DiCaprio. Yeah, yeah, okay. Totally. And I saw a great one of that uh, the other day, which somebody had, because somebody had captioned it, and used it, and it just does one that, you know, something makes you laugh, but not laugh out loud, but but persistently laugh, just for an unusual amount of time, <laughs> that you just keep chuckling. And it was Barack Obama, somebody had written underneath it, of Barack Obama saying, Leo, there are some fundamental reasons why you can't play me in a biopic. And it just said Leonardo DiCaprio star studying mannerisms already star, <laughs> <laughs> and it's had me chuckling for about the past week now. Nice. And I even I showed it to Becky and she just went, huh, yeah. And I just thought, well, I expected more than that. <laughs> yes, very good. Um, yeah, no, I, I yeah, I, I didn't see the trailer, but that is, I don't know. It sounds interesting from what I've heard. So, um, which one do you want to tackle first, bud? I'm, I'm good with either. Good with either. I watched them all in fairly, fairly close proximity. So, Swiss Army Man, fuck it. Directed by Daniels, um, yep. starring um, Daniel Radcliffe, um, Paul Dano, and all spoilers all the time because I didn't know she was in this. Uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Um, that was fucking weird when she showed up. So I spent about five minutes just looking at her going, is that a Mary Elizabeth Winston? <laughs> um, so I mean, it's just it's such a tiny role. And yet there she is. Um, so story is Paul Dano plays a guy who is on a desert island, is about to kill himself when a corpse washes up. Uh, the corpse is um, um, Manny, uh, played by Daniel Radcliffe. Um, Paul Dano plays other... Hank. Hank, that was it. Um, uh, somehow, um, Dano finds out that Manny can be... Uh, well, Hank found, finds out that Manny can be used as a jet ski using the propulsion of his farts. And uh, they find themselves on another island, but it looks bigger. Um, they go walking along and Manny starts talking. And um, as it, like he gets more experience of the world through where they are and um, Hank's monologuing, essentially. Uh, Manny becomes more and more human. Um, so this is the Daniel Radcliffe farting corpse film, um, which premiered at Sundance and, you know, you had people walking out and stuff. But it kind of feels like the critical tide turned on it slightly when it came out in the US, did quite well in the US, actually, um, and is out over here now. Uh, Mark, what did you think of Swiss Army Man? Um... Well, I, I think it's, I, I was intrigued um, by the idea of it. Uh, and this first trailer left me going, 
hmm. And the second trailer left me going, huh, okay. And then the reviews started coming out, and it was it was very, it's been very partisan. There have been a lot of people saying it's fantastic, a lot of people saying this is just meandering bullshit. Um, and I, I sort of decided that, that it, it seemed like one of those where it might be if it grips you and it gets you. Um, that'll be where you, you, you sort of flow along with it. And the first sort of five minutes, I, I laughed out loud a good few times. Yeah. It's it's funny, and the way it's dealt with is really good, and you get an idea straight away that this is... There's, it's not trying to kind of reach for any higher level than, than sort of where, where, it, where it's pitching to. Um, and then... It, it, kind of it does when it's very when it's good it, it's very good and it's really interesting really engaging the only problem is at, at points it, it does kind of lose that and goes into these lulls where you're going i kind of get the idea of what you're doing but i, I just don't care anymore and then it starts to bring you back and you go oh you've got interest in again now oh, shit you've gone back down again and then you're back up again and you're back down and it, it tends to go like that for a lot of the movie and it, it's and then it finishes and you go all right i'm all right with that but it does seem like one of those where i enjoyed bits of it it's too long and it's only 90 97 minutes, 97 minutes yeah but it still feels too long um but i'll never watch it again but i can't say that i didn't enjoy it is what i'd say yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it's one of the most interesting films of the year, and I think it's very, very weirdly um, contemporary in that it feels like a film made for the film Twitter age, where yeah. it, 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 it is... A, and I mean, it was interesting. I, I wrote a tweet which the like Daniels actually liked. Um, so... I, 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 where I basically said it's hyperbole the film it's, yeah. it's amazing it's boring it's charming it's insufferable um, it's overlong it, it's um, like got a weird sense of magic to it it's, it's subversive um, and I actually in a way kind of think it's this generation's Freddie Got Fingered in, a, in, in so much as this is film financiers going, right, you've got Daniel Radcliffe, you've got Harry Potter and, and Paul Dano. You know, yes, we, you know, we'll pay some money. What 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 are you doing? Okay, there's a farting corpse, okay. He's riding him on a jet ski, okay. Oh, you've got Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Well, you know, she's somewhat of a name at least. And okay, so Paul Dano's basically a stalker a, 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 a after her and she's yeah. barely in it. Um and he gets and he gets boners that give direction. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a penis compass. Um, um, and yeah, and I don't know. It just it feels like a practical joke, like Freddie Got Fingered did. It yeah. feels like directors going right. We got this money. Let's see. Let's just see what we can do. And while it doesn't have um, like Tom Green. Um, delivering a baby and using his his teeth to cut the umbilical cord. Um, it does have Paul Dano very near, nearly making out with farting corpse Daniel Radcliffe at one moment. Yes. Um, 
Whilst dressed as Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Whilst dressed as Mary Elizabeth Winstead, with the great romantic theme of the film being the music from Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which, I mean, which is genius. Um, so, I, I, you know, like I say, I think it's genuinely really interesting, even though I think it's got fuck all to say. And what it is saying, I think it's kind of taking the piss with even saying it. Because by the end, you've basically got a bunch of people smiling in wonder at Paul Dano's creepy, mentally ill stalker guy jet skiing off on Daniel Radcliffe's corpse, seemingly probably to start some sort of relationship with him. Hmm. You know, I, I mean, like the last line of the film is Mary Elizabeth Winstead gasping, gasping in wonder, what the fuck? And I'm, yeah. and I'm kind yeah I'm kind of there you know um this I mean this film is absolutely an auteur piece of work you know this is these guys making every single fucking decision and putting it out there on screen um and, yeah and, I, 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 I'd be I'd be glad to, I'd be intrigued to know how many of those decisions were made literally. On the fly. Yeah, sure, <laughs> sure. And I mean, like, good on Dano and Radcliffe um, for, for doing it. Um, you know, they obviously were, like, were wanting to experiment, and experiment, they, it looks like they certainly did. There's a lot of laugh out loud shit in there, but there's also yeah. scenes that are straight up boring. Yes. It's better, like, whenever Paul Dano is going on one of his monologues, it is just like, just stop, just fucking stop. But then again, I can't, I'm slightly convinced, I'm, I'm thinking that Dan, Daniels are basically putting in that that in there, going, all right, well, we got to legitimise his worldview somehow. Let's see how fucking mental he can be and still have people, like, like kind of watch it. And it's so indie schmindy with that dialogue, but it, it feels absolutely purposefully so, because you're going to have people arguing about its in-depth meanings and stuff like that, writing, like, thousand, like a couple thousand word essays on their blogs about it. Where yeah. you've also got boner compass. Yes. You know, I, 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 people, you know, people, it, yeah, the, the almost in joke is people will will look for the the meaning and will go through it and there'll be all, like you said, there'll be all of these things written about it. Well, actually, it's about this and it's about the isolation of the people feel in this technology driven world. The celebration of the weird and alone or something. Yeah, like that. And, and, and all of that and the fact that. You know, when he's alone, he dresses as a woman. So there's all of that, and he dresses as a woman that that he that he truly loves, and maybe it's him trying to find the love for himself and all this lot. And while that, the, the, the Daniels are just sat there going, it's "Just a fighting corpse. It's just a movie about Harry Potter as a fighting corpse. That's all it is." And it, it literally it is almost like you say, like they they're just going, "Look, we, we just threw all this fucking stuff in, but that's what the movie is about. It's just a joke. It's just a piss take." And sometimes that is what films like this are. They're just they're just a piss it. Or they go, do you know what? If that's what it's about to you, fine. If that's what it's about to you, that's fucking cool that you found that. The whole Lynch thing of of well, what's it about? I don't know. What's it about to you? I know what it's about to me, but I want to know what it's about to you. And that is that is the thing. That might be the genius behind it. And like you say, it, it is. There are. It is really really funny. As a comedy, I think it, it, it's brilliant. Yeah. You know, the farting thing, only a few times makes you go, 
this is getting a little bit childish now. The majority of the time, it works and it's funny and it's fun. It, it, like, I mean, just the the I I, I WhatsApp to you and 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 the, the the guys in our little thing about this and the opening eight minutes or so is just like that stretch is almost my film of the year. It is. It is. Uh, it, 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 that. I will. I absolutely agree. It's fantastic. The, the first time, my thing was, I, I, I have a little bit of an issue um, with comedy like that that is just very base level comedy, I've, which is quite. I don't know that, that, that it's a complete fucking contradiction because I, I will happily watch a, a collection of fucking dick jokes from um, Kevin Smith movies, but that kind of farting, shitting, fucking all that crap kind of makes me go, Do you know what? Some, I don't need this. So that worried me about this. And then when the first kind of... It's it, Paul Dano's reaction to the first time that a record's corpse fart, where he just kind of looks surprised at it yeah. and goes, oh, what do they need for that? And some, something along those lines. And then it just kind of starts building up. And then the fact of when he stood again trying to hang himself and he's just watching as this body's kind of essentially just fucking floating about because of all of this flatulence and he's just kind of tilting his head like a dog listening to a weird noise yeah, yeah. it is genuinely hilarious I, t- I mean it's just like and the, you know the, the score which is really interesting the, yeah as well. it looks fantastic yeah, it, as well it does but I mean like it's it just like the way it like the score builds and builds and builds and it's like the euphoric thing and like the title kind of like zooms out at the screen and like the way that their their credits, Paul Dan- Dano and Daniel Radcliffe, I don't know. It's just like Paul Dano's like maniacally laughing while on Daniel Radcliffe's corpse, while Daniel Radcliffe's corpse is just bobbing up and down the scene. It's got Daniel Radcliffe, Swiss Army man, while the yeah. score is like going full tilt euphoric. I I just. I I, I I don't know. It's 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 I, I, brilliant, just brilliant. And um, I don't know. The film was a little bit downhill from there for me, slightly, slightly after that. But um, yeah, it, yeah. it is. It, it does get a little bit like that because there's there's some bits in it where they like said it's it tends to be the the, the inter- I think the film some of the interactions between Manny and uh, Hank are a little bit a little bit dull. Yeah, to be honest, sure. when they're when they, when it's when he's using money to do you know fucking chop wood or shoot the head off a fucking squirrel or things like that, it's fun and it's that I think it's when it's trying to be a little bit more than the sum of its parts is when it it feels a little bit like do you know what fuck off I want I want to see him fucking been used to shoot out a fucking grappling hook out of his mouth. But I mean, even like the whole kind of like. They're positioning Mary Elizabeth Winstead is almost like the manic uh, p- uh, uh, pixie dream girl, like the mm. indie girl who sits alone on the bus, you know. And it's like, no, she she seems to be happily married and she's got a kid, yeah. you know. And she's actually probably pretty fucking normal. It's just she's got a kooky hairstyle, you know. Yeah, yeah it's, it, 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 it's just we know her as Mary Elizabeth Winstead. <laughs> yeah, that's it yeah yeah i mean it's almost it, it's commenting on like her in scott pilgrim or something like that you know um like or at least the look of her there um yeah it, I, it's it's a very i think it's a very very smart thick as shit film and, yes. I, and I love it i love for yeah. that you know yeah I, I, I can completely get get behind that that kind of reading of it, it uh, yeah it is that it's it's not smart but it's it 
it's smart in the fact that it's not attempting to be that smart. Or if it is, if it is, he's fucking missed it completely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it is a little bit like that. I do have a feeling that, that, that I will at some point sit down with at least two or three people and have a drink with them and then go, yeah, it's amazing. It's just, you know, it, it's such a great film the way that it, it, it has this about it. And I was there going, no, no, it don't. <laughs> no, it don't. Um, now, like, do you know what? It, it's great that you found that, but it's bullshit. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's, it's 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 utter bobbins, but fun bobbins for me. Yeah, man. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, like, definitely not shit. It won't. It won't. I've been. I mean, I've been very positive on it, but like I say, there are stretches where it is dull, even though I kind of think that's on purpose. And I mean, the ending only really grabbed me in the last ten seconds when it is like, all right, they really are taking the piss here. Um, yeah, and, yeah, the, the yeah, the, the last line. If that hadn't been the last line to the to the film, um, then I would have gone. They did not win this. Yeah, yeah, no, I I agree actually. But like, I mean, just like they're they're kind of smiling, and, and and then he kind of jets off. It's like what? Why is everyone smiling? Why is this somehow charming? And then Mary Elizabeth Winstead says, what the fuck? And then it cuts to black and it's like, yep, yeah, fine. All right. Okay. Yeah. Fine. Uh, yeah. I, I, I can see that that was always your ending. If that, that line hadn't have happened, I'd have been like, I would have thought you've kind of, you've just gone, uh, this. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I would I would heartily recommend it to anyone who listens to this podcast, to be honest. Yeah, I, I would absolutely watch it. But what I would say is I do think that a lot of people will... I would say it will be an even split between the amount of people who watch it and go, yeah, that was fun, I enjoyed that, between the amount of people that will go, why the fuck did you say I should watch that? Yeah, I, I don't know how I don't know how you you are to, how you would be touching cloth on this. I genu I like I genuinely don't. Yeah, well, I, I, I'm I'm definitely not shit because it's definitely not shit. I, I enjoyed it, but I, like I say, I don't think I'll ever watch it again. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know whether I, I I don't know whether I will either. Like, I'd like to watch bits of it on YouTube. Uh, yeah. But I don't know whether I'd actually sit sit down and watch the whole thing again. But yeah, I, it's very very memorable. Well, yeah. The the, the weird thing is, uh, nine votes uh, from the audience uh, listening. Uh, well, not the audience listening, but the from, from our Twitter followers there. Uh, definitely not shit. Forty four percent. Yeah. Touching cloth. Twenty two percent. Okay, and fine. shit. Thirty four percent. Okay, fair enough. So that's a very that's that's a. A very even kind of split between the three of them. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how... I just don't know how you're just like... Eh. I, I, you know, I, I, I can see that being people who, who don't quite want to say it's shit. <laughs> who don't really mean to it. Yeah, uh, may, maybe, yeah, yeah. I don't know, interesting. Um, sorry, bear with me two ticks. I'm just going to turn on the light in this room. I should be a set. Yeah. Fucking winter is coming. Um, so, yeah, Swiss Army, man. Um, watch it. Um, so... Uh, let's get into the second one. So, uh, Peter Berg's Deep Water Horizon, um, starring uh, Marky Mark. Oh, pardon me. Uh, Kurt Russell. Uh, um, uh, Christ, I forgot her name. Gina Rodriguez. Sorry. Um, Dylan O'Brien. Um, um, Ethan Supley. It was good to see him in something again. 
Always good to see him in Super League. Yeah, it kind of feels like it's been years since I've fucking seen him in, in, in something. I saw him in something not too long ago, but it might have been something that, that's old. Yeah. No, actually, he's in the uh, the ranch, the oh, Ashton the Kutcher thing. Yeah. Uh, TV series, uh, Netflix series. And um, John Malkovich as Creole Foghorn Lakehorn? <laughs> I, 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 I don't know just uh, very odd um so it's oh and kate hudson as well um actually yeah um so uh yeah it's the story of Deepwater horizon and the massive fucking dev- uh, devastation ecologically the clusterfuck yeah 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 um physically you know just really 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 bad time that happened a few years back um and uh basically it's essentially down to company men deciding to cut corners. Um, it's so it's part polemic, part kind of thriller, essentially. Um, and then at the end, everybody seems to want to thank Mark Wahlberg. Or it's, yeah, it, it's it's part disaster movie, part these guys are dicks. Yeah, it's I don't know. It's a, it's an interesting. It, it, it's an interesting opinionate, opinionated uh, disaster film, and um, yeah. Um, so, Mark, what do you think of Deepwater Horizon? Uh, as with anything um, like this, um, in terms of something that's based upon real events or anything like that, or based on a book or anything like that, I think I, I always personally I always go in with the, the view of I'm going to review the movie that's in front of me uh, because that's the movie that has been made. And whenever you're making, whenever you're taking a, a a true story of something that's happened, and what I saw an interview, a very brief interview with Peter Berg, and he said, you know, this movie is about the the, the incident as it happened, not about the, the the. He said, we're not doing the politics behind it. We're trying to tell the story of the guys who were there. And I think that was an interesting way of putting it. Um, so that's why I tried to go and view it rather than viewing it as somebody who goes. You know, my leanings towards we should be looking at more renewable energy and, you know, that these things should be getting phased out rather than upgraded. But that's a you've got to leave that at the fucking door before you go in. Uh, and I, I like disaster movies. Uh, anything set at sea gets me because I'm terrified of the sea. So, yeah, I was I was on board. Plus, some Mark Wahlberg film and I, I like Mark Wahlberg. Um I was expecting this to be a little bit more of a kind of an, an action disaster movie that happened that was about th- this event. And I was quite glad straight away that it, 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 it isn't. It is. It is a. It's a disaster yeah. movie that has more of a dramatic than action thing. The, the, it, it, the, it shows you. Sorry, sorry, I was just gonna say there's maybe about forty five fifty minutes left when it actually all properly kicks off. Yeah, and, and then it, it's not action it's disaster yeah, yeah, totally. it's, this is fucking that and there's a lot of kind of character build up of it there's a lot of people talking to people it, it's very much um there's, there's very much kind of a a kind of class divide within the movie of of these are the guys that get dirty these are the guys that that and but and then you've got the guys at the top so you've got for instance dylan o'brien is essentially almost at the bottom fucking rung. He's the guy who gets his hands dirty at that level. But even to be there, you've still got to be intelligent and very, very good at your job. These aren't guys, you know, who who 
can't do anything else, so they do this. They still have to be, you know, fucking Michael Mann levels of people who he would be interested in. Um, and then you've got at the top, you've got people like um, John Malkovich's character, and it, who all he gives a shit about is money because he's getting fucking paid by the EP to deliver what is what what is in the fucking ground and to be fair like he's absolutely 100% holds his hands up to that in in the film oh yeah you know, yeah it's it and, and, and that's there um but getting away from from, from that as a film it's 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 engaging it's intense it's it keeps you going all the way through it. It looks fantastic. Berg has done an incredible job, I think, of directing it. Um, and you, you are watching it going, holy fuck, this is it, this is happening in front of you, which is what these movies should be should be like. It should be these things that I'm, I, I've... You, you're kind of having to... You don't. You have to remind yourself when you leave them. That, no, that was a that was a film of it. It wasn't actually what was happening. It, it but it, it does drag you into that. I, I think it's a it, it's a really sort of. I, I think it, same. Let's say it's the same movie, exactly the same movie, right? But it's a different director and it's a different actor. Let's say it's exactly the same movie, right? But it's Steven Soderbergh. And George Clooney, I have a feeling this would have been released in December. Well, I mean, shit, JC Chandor, like, left the project pretty close to when they were going to start filming, and Peter Berg did kind of retool yeah. it more to his vision. And I don't, I mean, I really like JC Chandor, so I don't yeah. know which version I would have rather have seen, but I know I'm happy with this version. Yeah, I, I, yeah. So we'll get, we'll get more into it. What, what do you think of it? I'm interested, intrigued to see what you. Yeah, I liked think. it, man. Um, I mean, I think the, I think it missteps a bit with the the scenes after they get off the rig. Yes. Um, yeah. But you know, the build up is is great. Um, I like the the the, the, the kind of the the er, very early use of like the cg what's going on in the pipes and all that kind of stuff to build yeah. up tension um and like, the use of sound design was really interesting uh, as as well with that um like it was it, it brought a really good sense of foreboding um and, 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 and you know also the fact that I, I mean, I like that. Yes, it, it is in, like it is basically it's John Malkovich and company's fault. But at the same time, it's also saying, well, you know, when they do that test and it's bad, they, they do the other test and it's good. And they're like, well, it does actually kind of add up that this test is bad, but this one is good because of X, Y and Z. Yeah, and it, it, it is quite good that you get you know, the, a great little scene is when Kurt Russell does drag Mark Wahlberg out and does kind of say to him, what do you think? And he doesn't say bullshit. It's bullshit. Yeah. It's, it, it, just, all they give a shit about is the money. It does go. Do you know what? It, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, I mean, obviously, to be honest, they, they've already said a number of things about like um, that, like when they get there, like why are those guys going already? It's like his BP have just pulled them out because they can't be asked because they're just essentially assuming the test is okay. You know, so yeah. obviously it does do that, but it's not. Yeah, I, I think that scene is important because at least they are kind of saying it might not be culpability. But at the same time, 
you know, Kurt Russell maybe could have actually said, no, we're not doing it. And then, you know, he'd probably end up like essentially being forced out of his job. Yeah. But, you know, so there, there, there is that, you know, there, there is that as well. I mean, Christ, I'm not arguing for BP in this situation. Believe me. I just like... But within the film, it's, it, it, yeah, within the film, the, the universe, the film shows you, you can see why they all kind of go, do you know what? Because, because they all believe there's a shutdown. Yeah. If, 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 if they all believe that if shit goes wrong, it'll go a little bit wrong. We hit that this button and it, it, it closes it off. And they, uh, and, and they, even stuff even yeah. says, yeah. it's okay, I put the, the whatever it was. Because I uh, thought that, yeah, that was really interesting. Like when it all kicks off, but then they kind of get a hold on it and it's like, okay, yeah, no, it's fine. And then it starts going again. Yeah. He goes, put the other one on. And then put the other one on, like, and then it just fucking goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, and. You know, if it wasn't based on real life, you'd think that was just like a really clever bit of like like tension building storytelling. But no, I mean, obviously that must have actually happened. Um, so I, yeah, I mean that, that that's really interesting. I mean, I think the the, the cast are, are, are really good as well. Um, yeah, it's a solid. It's a really solid cast. It, the the cast works really well because it's a it's a Peter Berg cast. It's a cast of actors. I mean, Wahlberg's in uh, Patriot. Patriot yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's in Patriot which comes out in um, December. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, yeah, what the fuck? How is that coming? I mean, Peter Berg, fair play, but that's coming out in a couple of months. Yeah, it comes out. Yeah, it's, well, I think they, it, it, from what I understand, this that's been delayed a little bit. I think he, I think Deepwater Horizon, he actually made that went onto that after okay, Patriot's Day. Interesting. Uh, I, I think uh, what I read, um, and it literally it stopped one, started the other. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. From, from that, um, and this was they wanted to release this before it. This has been quite it's quite a quick turnaround, I think. Yeah. I, I well, no, fair enough. But I, I, yeah, I mean, like production value is great. This, I mean, the, the CG is spot on. It is fucking yeah, terrifying in moments. Um, yeah. I mean, when when stuff starts exploding, and when when you see the the, the the fucking the, the proper it's fucking exploding um and the whole thing explodes that is a hell of a show oh the um, when it's going up the uh yeah up the center bit i actually said out loud oh fuck you know at, at, at that bit because it, it like that just looks so they are fucked no i, I right what i'll say in is um i got it wrong around um Deepwater horizon started shooting in 2015 okay. um and fuck, Patriot's Day started shooting in March of this year. Wow. And it's out in December. Well, actually, no, it's, it's out, it's getting a limited release in December, and it's out in January. But that is, that is a fucking quick turnaround. Yeah. Nine months. Yeah, I don't know, good on Peter Berg. But I mean, like, I, I, I mean, I like that he's, he's telling these stories that he obviously, he obviously cares about, but, this is actually, it, it, this is a polemic, but it's almost kind of subtle in that, in being dressed as an action thriller. Uh, I'm a little, yeah. I'm a little worry, worried with uh, Patriot's Day that maybe his worst, slightly Michael Bayish tendencies may out. Yeah, yeah, he, 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 he's, he's a, he's a strange director, I think, Peter Berg, yeah. uh, in the sense that. He's because actually he's one of those directors that's actually 
he can't sort of direct her, but he's actually quite a decent actor as well. Very good collateral, um, man. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, very good collateral. Um, and also, I mean, I, the weird thing is, the first thing I remember seeing him was Great White Hype, <laughs> um, oh, which nice. is a fucking weird movie. Um, but he's he's kind of he does these big movies, and like you said, the, they are a little bit subbing, but they're also there's a little bit of smarts to him. He seems like a smart guy, whereas Bay yeah. doesn't seem like that. Bay's obviously a very smart guy, but the sort of smart guy who, I, I don't know, there's a slightly Othello fucking quality to him, whereas uh, Peter Berg just seems like somebody who's smart but, you know, knows that he likes these kind of movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, no, no, I, I agree with that 100%. I mean, it just... Those tendencies do come out here. I mean, I, I I thought that the moment where Mark Wahlberg is accosted by the guy who was looking for his son was quite a powerful moment. But mm. the whole Mark Wahlberg is like basically suffering from PTSD. But then Kate Hudson and his daughter come in, and then everything's kind of instantly all right again. That that's that's that scene bothered me a little bit there because I was a little bit like. When he, when he's like that, cause I, I thought this is a, this is a good scene. You know, they, they've obviously what they've done is they they put them pull them all into this um, hotel so that they can keep everyone together, so that they can essentially give people a meeting place to come and meet their families, so people aren't just going off. And then you know, like you say, he's obviously still a little bit fucking shaken by it all and everything like that. And then Kate Hudson runs in. And then his daughter stood in the door, and I was thinking, you don't take your daughter to that. Yeah, no, that's a you fair just, point, actually. You just, you don't. You don't. You, you go, you ring up, and you go, Claire, can you, can you come sit with fucking Cassidy or Destiny or whatever she's called? Um, because I've, I've got to go and pick um, Mike up from the, what is it? And I don't know what kind of state he's going to be in. And then fucking Claire comes around, and she stays there, and everything works like that. You don't go, come on, fucking Chastity or whatever the fuck she's called. Um, let, let, let's go and pick up Daddy because he's just been on that rig that exploded. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and you know he'll really want to see you. Oh, and you know what? He's got a dinosaur tooth fire. Fucking, yeah, it's just like I, I it, mean, it is a little bit like. Come on. It, it, yeah, it, it's a bit like. Oh, come on, Peter. This you you had it. You had it all, and then you just kind of threw it away there. No, it's like uh, yeah. It, I mean. But the rest of the film before that is really, really solid. Yeah. The, 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 the weird thing is, I, the differences between like, Swiss Iron Man and this, Swiss Iron Man is a, is a, is a good film, like that. This, I'll ha- I, will, I will watch again when it comes out yeah. on, on, on home cinema, because I do think it, it, it's, it's... I mean, I, I, as I was watching it, and I'll, I'll free admit this, as I was watching the cinema, I was thinking... Do you know what? There will be people who 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 do a who get nominated for best director at this year's Oscars that haven't directed as much as Peter Berg has done in this fucking movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks fantastic. All performances are great. It keeps it interesting throughout. John Malkovich is he great at doing what he's doing? Yeah, yeah I suppose at doing it's. I slightly think he's going a bit hammy at times, even maybe slightly mustache. Well, not not mustache twirly, but 
a bit hammy when the material the is, doesn't quite call for that, maybe. But the thing is, I, I, do you know what? I could imagine that somebody who works for BP in that area, in Louisiana, being like that. Yeah. No, no, okay. I, I could imagine them being, knowing it's the kind of guy who John Malkovich is playing is the kind of guy who will be fucking clapping like mad every time Donald Trump says anything. That is the kind of guy who I went, yes, that's who we're looking at. Is the, is the somebody who's going, I like the cut of that Trump's jib. <laughs> it, it, it's that kind of guy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. No, well, fair, yeah, you might, you may well be right, actually. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I think, um, definitely not shit. It, it's a good, definitely not shit. it's a good co- yeah. combination of socially aware kind of like political stuff, but also remembering to be a movie. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't shout its political message at you. Um, I did think that the, the fact that we get the, the put the kind of after the, the film's finished and before the credits start, we get a little bit of the, you get a feeling that Peter Berg is going, look. I've just shown you this, and I haven't shown you the aftermath, and I haven't condemned the aftermath. But that's because I'm not telling that story. That's a story to be told by somebody else, that I, somebody else that, that that can do it better than I would be able to. That's the story that Jason Shandon can tell in five years' time, because this is the story I want to tell a story about these guys, about the the white collar guys rather than fucking sorry the blue collar guys rather than the white collar guys. Uh, but but he's still saying, but don't get me wrong, I'm still fucking pissed off about it. And he does kind of say, look, it was these guys who, who caused it. You know, they might not have pushed the fucking button, but they caused it, and they got off Scott fucking free. How? You know, yeah, and... He's kind of fucked when that title card comes up at the end. Yeah, and it, that does seem like it, it, he's going, you know, and they, they, you know, they were, they were, you know, charged with manslaughter, and then somehow they got dropped. Yeah, which is which is very close to Peter Berg sat with the lawyers going, going right. Can we put that they bought they they bought their freedom? No, we can't put that, Peter. How close can we get to putting that? <laughs> we can put this. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, audience, um, so we're both definitely not shit on that. Yeah, cool. Oh, gosh, uh, yeah, nine yeah, votes. Yeah, yeah. Um, definitely not shit, 78%. Touching cloth, 0%. And shit, 22%. Okay. Yeah, I, I, that seems like I can see why people could think it's maybe too overboard, or people who um, will look at it. I think it, where you go with your principles uh, with this, I think, could, could affect the way they view it. And I'm, that's not a criticism. Uh, I'd like to put that out there for people who did think it was shit because of that. It's not a criticism, you, you know. People deal with their principles in completely different ways um, to how they view things like this. That's fair. Um, okay, so I've probably got about twenty minutes left, so uh, I don't know how much you have. Uh, not a lot. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, really, not a fucking lot. Sure, um, I uh, rewatched Wanted, the um, Timo Beckman um, self movie. The, the thing is, there's a really fun movie inside Wanted. The problem is, there's also a really, really not fun movie inside Wanted fighting against the fun movie. The first kind of hour 
not even an hour, the first 45 minutes of Wanted, I think is really quite entertaining and quite amusing and quite, not quite of its time, it's maybe three years after its time. And then you do get the feeling that every movie time over Mansov makes is three years too late. Um, but there is a fun movie there. He's doing he's doing the thing that the Night Watch and the Day Watch movies kind of made him famous for doing, but he's doing it with an American um, money and you know an American actors. Um, but then it does it does start to get really fucking boring um, towards the second half of the movie. And I'll admit I switched off and was was paying more attention uh, to drinking and. Um, looking at my phone, if I'm honest. Uh, I can see why a sequel never quite happened. Um, But let's be honest, you know, if you're going to cast Angelina Jolie in something, um, don't expect a sequel to ever happen because she's just going to dick about. I know people say, but, you know, how was she going to be in the sequel? She was going to be in the sequel. She was originally slated to be in the sequel and then it just never quite happened. Um, It's fun, but do you know what? Unless you really, really like the movie and you already rewatch it fairly regularly, you don't have to go back to read back to it. To be honest, you just don't. <laughs> yep. You're not gonna get. You're gonna watch it and go, "Huh, that's why I haven't watched that in nearly ten years." Fair enough. Yeah. Um, and I also uh, rewatched Dead Calm, which I've not watched since it was one of those when I was at school. It was one of those movies that turned up on ITV on like a fucking Wednesday night. Um, that was on like half ten and you watched it because you knew at some point you'd see Nicole Kidman's boobs. Uh, <laughs> true story, guys, let's be honest. Um, you know, a, yeah, a, a lot of people would have gone, oh, you watched Dead Calm? I was like, yeah, you got to see, yeah, yeah, you got to see Nicole Kidman's side boob for a brief amount of time. Um, but also you got to see a lot of Billy Zane. Um, it's strange going and watching it um, <laughs> as, an adult, as an adult. Yeah. Um, seen Dead Calm? No, no, I haven't, so it's made me laugh. Yeah. Whoa, right, here we go. I'll explain Dead Calm to okay. you, right? It's Australian psychological thriller. Yeah. Stan Sam Neill, Nicole Kidman and Billy Zane. Uh, Sam Neill plays a, uh, a naval officer uh, in the Australian Navy uh, and he comes home... Um, from from sort of being out at sea and his wife has had a car accident uh, and she's been injured but not fatally and not nothing lasting but unfortunately uh, their son died in the accident uh, in the car accident um, she feels a little bit guilty for it but it, it's not it's essentially it's not her fault her son died because he was in a car seat in the back and he unclipped himself from a car seat and then an accident happened and there you go. So Sam Neill takes it away to kind of get her through everything, get her over everything. They go away on their boat and they're out in calm, you know, out for months is the idea. And things are starting to, you know, they're starting to get over things and she's starting to sort of come back to kind of, you know, being more like herself. And then they spot a... Uh, um, another ship out in the distance, uh, and they're they're looking at the ship, trying to see what it is. Samuel says, "You know, we need to we need to radio that ship because it looks like it's been through some weather and it it, it looks like it's in trouble." And then, as they're trying to get through the radio, nothing's happening. Uh, they notice that there's a um, a dinghy rowing towards them, and that dinghy contains Billy Zane, right, wearing nothing but a pair of Converse and a pair of board shorts, uh, and he's saying that. You know that 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 
at that ship, and uh, you know that it's sinking, uh, and all you know that the rest of the crew is dead because they all died of food poisoning. And you know you haven't been, you weren't there, you didn't see it. Um, and every time Sam Neil says, "I need to go over there to make sure everything's all right, and we need to go to get the rest of your stuff," and he starts to get really concerned as to why Billy Zane seems to not want them to go back there. So he, he kind of convinces Billy Zane that he should go and lie down. And kind of have a bit of rest. While he, Billy Zane's lying down, Sam Neill locks him in the room and then pisses off to the boat. <laughs> Finds that it is sinking, but things weren't quite what Billy had said. And then all of a sudden, Billy Zane breaks out of the room and takes Nicole Kidman hostage. But in a really psychotic way. Like, he's not taking the hostage, he's just taking the boat and she just happens to be on it and he thinks that they should be friends. Yeah. And then stuff happens. Watch it is what I've only, yeah. I don't want to give it any more away to you because do you know what? It's worth watching. It's only ninety five minutes long. But it it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Because Billy Zane is marvellous as maniacal in it. Um, and Sam Neill is is trapped on a sinking boat and Nicole Kidman is just kind of doing all of these things where you're thinking that this is a strange way to go about all of this. <laughs> okay, that that sounds that sounds interesting. That, yeah, yeah okay. I I I give it a go. Uh, it's Nicole Kidman before she moved to America, or just after she moved to America. Okay, pretty far and away, Nicole. Pretty far and away, yes, nineteen eighty nine. So I think it was a couple of years before Far and Away, actually. Yeah, um, it'll be after Days of Thunder, but before Far and Away, I believe. I need to check that out now. Um, but yeah, that is that is literally all I've watched because sure. uh, yeah, it is just pre days of thunder because because of uh, FIFA to be honest. Okay, fair enough. Um, well, I um, I watched a few things. I, I won't talk about too many in detail, but I, I, a couple of things um, LFF related. Ah, cool. So um, yeah, I um, had uh, started cracking on with the the online library uh, made available to uh, uh, press and industry for LFF. And, um, yeah, a couple of uh, genre titles I watched, actually. So, um, first off, a Finnish horror film called uh, uh, Lake Bodum, even though I think it's actually been released over here as, as Bodum. But, uh, basically, story is um, uh, these kids are going to a uh, lakeside. Um, what, there's two girls, two guys. One of the girls um, has had an embarrassing incident at school where photos and nude photos of her have been um, like bandied about, essentially. Um, So she's not having a very good time. She's having a hard time at home. And um, her kind of like slightly more sexually promiscuous friend, because she's actually the the, the lead girl, Ida, is not that that doesn't seem to be that way. But her friend is like, let's go with these guys for the weekend and have, you know, have some fun and forget about it. The guys have other motives. Um, one of them is, oh, is course, they do. yeah, one of them is looking to essentially do a reconstruction of a famous murder there at the lake um, years beforehand and needs to use the girls, not, not to kill them, um, but just to use them as a reconstruction in this murder for some reason that's never really properly explained. Um, and then essentially it kind of goes from there. There, there, there's quite a lot of twisty, turny stuff 
from there for 84 minutes or so. Um, it's interesting because it is it is trying to be sub, uh, like somewhat subversive in in what you're expecting. Um, you know, it kind of starts off with that, but then goes to other places. But like Cabin in the Woods, this is not. Um, <laughs> it, it just kind of like chucks in twists there just to try and be clever. And the the director is obviously like quite literate, um, like in 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 their horror. Um, and it kind of references quite a, a, a few different things. I mean, Christ, there's um, uh, there, there, there's one kill that is um, very uh, uh, fucking tenebrae um, in, in, oh. in where someone kind of like leans down and there's a reveal of someone behind them, um, which, which is the end of tenebrae, isn't it? When um, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. When it's the reveal of uh, the, the the guy in in, in Tenebrae, um, and so you know, there's stuff like that that's sprung to mind. We'll say that that was interesting, but it's it's not great. It's it's weird that this is a film that's playing LFF, which is not a genre festival by any means. Yeah, it does sound a little bit more like a uh, fright festival yeah, it's, it's, that you'd see at like two o'clock on the Saturday. Yeah, it, it, if in a Fright Fest audience, it'd be like, yeah, all right, then fine, it was 80 minutes, it had some decent gore in it, you know, there was some twisty-turny stuff, cool. If you paid, like, 15 quid for a ticket to see this at LFF, nah. Nah, 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 mm. nah, nah. Uh, better, though, is Kiyoshi Kurosawa's uh, latest film, Creepy, um, which gets a limited theatrical release in the UK next month. Um, and uh, so this is the guy who directed Pulse, uh, which I've never seen, but a lot of people are, are, are swear by that fucking film. So I, I like I, maybe I do need to check. That it's, out. It is actually really quite good, actually. Yeah. 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 Um, so he, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Basically, story is um, a, a former police detective um, after an incident with a uh, suspect uh, moves to, uh, moves home with his wife. Um, he is now a university professor who gets kind of drawn into a cold case from a few years before and that he discovers while being a professor. And um, at the same time, his wife is having some weird um, encounters with their neighbour. Um, that's all I'm going to say uh, in terms of the plot, actually, because I didn't have a fucking clue what the plot was going in, and you, I, I, I think that's probably the uh, the best way of going about it. Um, buttock clenching tension would be uh, would 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 be the phrase for this for me. I, I I thought it was pretty impressive. The plot hangs on a coincidence so massive that if you're not feeling the film, it's going to kill it for you. Uh. <laughs> like it, 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 like it, it's kind of ridiculous, um, but uh, it's really, really well played. Um, the horror that comes into the film oh, it is very psychological. There's like barely any gore at all, um, but it's. I found it really unnerving. Um, uh, ben of uh, Mondo Movie and Streampunk fame said to me that he found it quite funny in moments, uh, like, like he thought it was like supposed to be so. The moment that he said he found funny, I actually went, oh, fuck, like, just like, 
there's a crushing inevitability to this moment that involves Mm -hmm. somebody walking on something, I will say. Um, And I, I was in pretty hardcore. And the last 15, 20 minutes or so is like really just you 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 want to take your eyes away from the screen but you can't just because it's like shit is it really going in this direction not and again not gore wise just psychological and you're Mm. willing the film not to do this (laughs) and and, and it kind of goes from there so high hard recommend um oh i'll be definitely catching it as soon as i can yeah um it is a little long, two hours, ten minutes. Um, but of course, yeah, it is. It's an Asian, Asian genre <laughs> film, so you know, yeah. hey. Um, yeah. <laughs> two hours plus. Yeah. And like I say, you, you do have to suspension of disbelief with one particular plot point. Um, but yeah, very, very well acted. I, I genuinely, I don't really want to talk about the performances because it might say too much. Um, but yeah. When you get a chance, check it out. I know Eureka Entertainment are, are, are doing a limited theatrical over here. I, I think it might be a on a couple of screens in London on DVD and Blue the Monday after kind of deal. Um, but yeah, check it out. It's 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 worth it. I mean, I gave it four out of five on Letterboxd, um, like a, just because not too long narrative problem. But uh, yeah, uh, it's 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 not disappointing. So there you go. I I, I will be watching Pulse. <laughs> Uh, oh, excuse me. Um, so, uh, just a couple other things. Um, I watched When We Were Kings, the uh, Muhammad Ali, uh, George Foreman oh, Jungle oh. Doc, uh, documentary, uh, which, you know, was really good. Um, I think it overly relies on montages set to music for a film that is actually pretty short, at less than an hour and a half, or just over an hour and a half. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's pretty powerful stuff, you know. Uh, I watched The Old Couple for the first time. Um which uh, oh, the... the Matao Lemon. Matao Lemon one, yeah. Uh, <laughs> which, uh, yeah, I, um, I I really enjoyed. I like how it's actually not a lot really happens in it, but it just lets the scenes breathe. Um, and I think the two have really great chemistry, um, you know, which isn't a surprise. But it's it, like compared to comedies of today, you know, it's it's quite languorous in its pace. And I, I, I like that. There's a, just a lot of good dialogue. Um, yeah. And I watched Spaceballs, uh, which, um, I, I, I don't know. I mean, like, some of it's really out of date, but some of it, like, about the commercialization of of um, cinema uh, is is really still quite relevant. And the scene where Rick Moranis rent, essentially rents Spaceballs, the film, so he can find out where the other characters are by fast-forwarding it, um, it's, it's fucking inspired. I mean, it's like that's wonderful. Uh, so I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, like I say, it doesn't all work. But I, I had a good time with Spaceballs. I had seen it before, but like fucking at like at least like like fifteen years ago. So um, yeah, I've, I've not watched it for a, a long, long while. Yeah, but no, no, it's fun, man. Um, so yeah, that's it for me as well. So uh, do we have any Twitter questions? We don't, I don't think, no. Motherfuckers. Okay, well, um, I, to be fair, I've got to go and kind of be a dad anyway. So, um, we don't have any emails either. To be fair, I put up, like, two shows this week, and it this last week, and it was within pretty close proximity to each other. So, you know, hey, let people digest those, I suppose. Uh, but, yeah, uh, next week, next week, 
We got Bloodfather. Got a bit of Mel Gibson back on the big screen. Yeah. So I'm assuming we're doing that. Uh, we, we, we can do. We can do double review if you want. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I um, shit. I mean, like the thing is, I'm I'm like Bloodfather. Yeah, that's that's all good. I'm I'm interested in Girl on the Train, especially considering apparently I I, I read I, well I heard um oh God the Little Gold Men podcast which I I do quite like um somebody was kind of doing a it sounded like he was slightly embargoed but he was still talking about it kind of thing where he said that Emily Blunt sp- spends the first half drunk and the second half on a vengeance mission and I'm kind of yeah. like yeah I'm gonna watch that I'm I'm gonna watch that uh, as well. And uh, also we have War on Everyone, which is John Michael McDonough's new film. Oh, is that out as well? Yeah. Ah, fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot out. And I'm going to see Miss uh, Peregrine's Salon for Peculiar Children tomorrow night. Oh, shit, really? Wayne Vizzy, is it? Uh, yeah, he wants to go see it. Oh, so nice. Okay, okay. okay. well, we'll talk about that next week. Then. I don't think I'm going to get a chance to see that in the cinema, so I'm, I'm intrigued to see what you hear, uh, what you think. Um, I mean, I War on Everyone is getting slightly mixed reviews, and... I'm, I'm myself. I'm leaning towards the girl on the train. I don't know about you. Yeah, I, 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 I'll be glad to see that anyway because I know Vex really wants to see it. So I'll, I'll definitely go to see it. Oh, that. sweet. We'll just do Bloodfather and Girl on the Train then. So another double review. Holy fuck. I know. Fucking, we're kicking those out of the fucking park at the moment. Just and the, the week after. Oh shit. Andrea Arnold's new film and Inferno. Oh, which you know I'm going to see. Mate, I, I like seriously. Inferno looks so fucking dumb. I can't wait. Yeah, that, 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 I, I am. I'm so involved with it. <laughs> I'd... Yeah, yeah. I, I, I genuinely, I'm thinking I might do Da Vinci Code and Angels and Demons as well. Because to be fair, I've got like that particular week. I've got some like train trips to London and shit. So I could see myself just putting Da Vinci Code and Angels and Demons on the train on my phone and just having a couple of beers and just laughing at them. Yeah, do you know what? I I, 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 I hold no shame. I, I, I genuinely can't remember who it was, but I saw somebody put out a thing uh, saying, uh, what kind of fucking idiot falls for a trailer as fucking stupid as the Dante's Inferno one? And I thought, These guys, Mate, me. Yeah, yeah, that's I do. I do, and I almost felt like I can't remember who it was, but I almost felt like say felt like responding, but I didn't have time for what the where the conversation might have gone. Uh, but I was like responding with, "Oh, stop being such a dick." Do you know what? I'm gonna throw it out there. The week the Inferno comes out, do you want to have a Da Vinci Code trilogy special? Fuck, I will. <laughs> I only watched them like. I only watched them like a few months ago. I'll happily watch them again. All right, we are the only podcast on planet Earth that is going to do a Da Vinci Code trilogy special. Yeah, I'll, I, yeah, I, yeah, because those movies are fucking dumb, but my God, do I enjoy them! You know, in a, in a in a way of in a kind of way where when you watch them, you've got to watch them with snacks. Just, just to kind of take in that feeling of, yep, yeah, I'm doing it's just, this. It's high class trash. I can't. It I can't, is high production value trash. I, 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 yeah. I, I can't. I, I'm, I'm pretty pumped for Inferno. It does because it, it, it looks, it looks like they've gone. Fucking oh, you know, hell! I didn't think we'd get to make this. Yeah. Well, let's let, 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 let's just do it fucking stupid. Nice. Um. So yeah, but next week we will do Bloodfather and the Girl on the Train. Um. So. I really need a Wii as well. Uh, at Dude the Monkey, at Ian Loring, at DudeFoz, DudeTheMonkey at gmail.com, and I think we're out. Yep, yeah, thank you very much for listening, guys. We'll speak to you next right. week. Bye.